Final hour here of the morning squad before we turn things over to the afternoon. Joining us now, you know his work from the Locked on Steelers podcast, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, WPXI. He's probably Mama. he's probably picked up a few more jobs <laughs> since we've been here. I have. He's here. <laughs> he's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Chris Carter. What's up, CC? What's up, boys? What's the word? On what's the, the word? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we have. like We've, yeah. we've done this before. Moat's first time back since mm-hmm. 2010. First All-Star was... game appearance. First All-Star appearance. I appreciate y'all. You know, I'm glad to be here with you guys. All right. It was a big time deal. I got invited, though, man. It's real, man. I'm credentialed, guys. I've made it. I've made it. You guys cracked me up. Uh, Chris, we were kind of like, I guess the the biggest topic of the show on today has kind of just been free agencies looming, how you balance some of your needs in the draft and not wanting to pigeonhole yourself Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Matt brought up a really interesting point. Uh, Happens from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) I would say at least once a segment, but um, of the potential number of bodies that could be needed in the secondary. Mm. Uh, Levi Wallace, free agent. What do you do with Patrick Peterson? What happens with both KZ and Keanu Neal? You could potentially need three, maybe four guys. All three of those could be on the outs or restructuring. Sure. Right. And and Levi Wallace, obviously, again, free agent. So. Um, does, we've talked about now center. Okay. Maybe you want to go out and get a center in mm-hmm. free agency. So you don't pigeonhole yourself on draft day. Like, mm-hmm. like defensive back feels like you might have to make some moves here in free agency before you get to the draft could be at the safety position. Certainly. Um, you I have mean, any, even Sullivan's up. You don't have a slot corner either. Right. right? You know what I mean? And Killebrew's yeah. up, you know what yeah. I mean? There's not much in the so, secondary and, at all. And, and all this talk about the offense and the offensive line mm-hmm. and, you know, defensive back is a big priority here in the next couple of weeks. It absolutely is. And, and part of it really what I'm what I'm really interested to see is how heavy do they go in defensive back in free agency and then in the draft because I think there's a lot of great fits that would really fit yes. fit them in the draft. Yes. Like for example, I, I'm not sure this is where he goes just yet, but I, you know, I see a lot of people projecting like George's Tyke Smith to the fourth round. Yeah. With those two back-to-back fourth round picks, I love like that's a guy who could play in the slot, who could play safety, who can move around. Yeah. I like, like the way that he like plays. And there's yeah. quite a few guys like Tyler Newman. I think he could be a guy there. You know, if the Steelers move on from KZ, Neal, or both, I think Terrell Edmonds. You know, a, a super cheap contract. You can give it to a guy who knows your system, knows Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different avenues here. But I agree that the amount of bodies is a big part of this conversation because if there were a few less bodies that they had to fi- figure out, they might be – They might. I think that they would be more likely to make a splash. You know, LeJarrius Sneed just went off free agency. He's been tagged by the Chiefs. He's either going to sign an extension or be traded for, from them. So what happens with Jalen Johnson, Chidobi Ouzi from, from the Bengals, other guys that are in free agency, Kendall Fuller? Yep. Those are the type of guys that you, that you got to look at. And, you know, I, I, w- I want to get you guys' thoughts on – do the do, you, do any of you guys think the Steelers make that big splash in free agency and get like a a, a starting caliber corner that a lot of people want to to play next to Joey Porter Jr. No, because I don't think Johnson or Snead are going to be on the market. Gotcha. I nope. think they're going to return to their two teams via franchise tag and or extension. The Bears have too much money. Johnson played too well. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Awuzie. You mentioned Fuller. I don't know that they're worth the money at this time. I mean. And I, I, hear you. De- I, hear I don't you. need more 30-year-old expensive yeah. guys on this defense. Mm-hmm. But you also just don't want a bunch of youth at corner either. So corner's tricky to me. I, I do think they'll spend money on safeties, at least one, because the market's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 10 safeties out that are going to be 
six million or less. I mean, I'm not talking about Anton Winfield, but I think that starting no, no, no. caliber right. guys that are ascending that are 25, 26 years old. And you mentioned Newbin, and there are some safeties in this draft I like, but it's not a strong position in this draft. No, I not. would love to knock that out before the draft. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at this inside linebacker spot because, to me, I'm like, well, we're talking corner, we're talking safeties, but we still have to answer that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the back and forth that I go with in terms of would they spend on a luxurious need when you still are going to need to address that part as well? Because the more you spend on that, now we can't get the crazy or at least a better version of what we had the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. And then it also is when we're talking about safety, right? We said Keanu Neal and Demonte Casey, what are we doing with them? Are they back? Or are they not back? Pat Pete, is he back or is he not back? That would just be another, you know, spot that they got to fill with a quality player. So that's why I don't think that they're going to spin it crazy. I wish they would, but I don't think they will. Yeah, that's. I think that's the thing that you're looking at here is the balance. What kind of balance yeah. do they want to achieve, and how, what kind of guys do they want to go, go get out there? You know, inside linebacker. That's a. That's a, that's yeah. a it's an important position right now. Um, one that we we don't know the status of Cole Holcomb right now. He's yeah. he's still recovering. You know, you know, will he be available next season? Will he be able to be at 100 percent and be a playmaker at next what, season? And at what point? And yeah. when does that happen? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but of I course, think, they know better than us. Of course. Right. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And they know. Right. Yeah. Matt, no, Matt, you know better than <laughs> them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did a lot of work yeah. in med school. Yeah. You got instincts, man. You got instincts. instincts, right, instincts. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys in this draft class at linebacker who I think could be, like, viable options to put. Like, if you, let's say let's say Holcomb comes back at some point and you still have a Landon Roberts that could be an option there to rotate in and eventually become a guy. You know, I, I really I really like some of the guys you can get in the, in the middle rounds, maybe a little bit later. Like, Cedric Gray, I think, could be a really interesting fit. And it was funny. We just talked mm-hmm. to him. He said he grew up Steelers fan. He said it was an honor to meet Mike Tomlin. He's been yeah. talking to him. He said Polamalu was his favorite player. Not just his nice. favorite player. He, yeah. he loved him. He yeah, loved him. He loved him. He has a Troy tattoo. No, he does. He has a Troy tattoo. Awesome. He's going to be a Steeler. Yeah. I'm like, that just makes a whole lot of sense. You know, we talked to Jeremiah. It might be his second contract, but somebody's going to be a Steeler. If Troy will find a way. Yeah, you're going to find a way, man. You'll find a way. You know, but but other guys, you know, we talked to Jeremiah Trotter and he's like, oh, of course, I've talked to the Steelers. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm sitting there like, oh, it's like everybody's first question needs to be. All right. Well, did Mike Tomlin already say he loves you because you But but Jeremiah Trotter is another guy that I like what he brings to the table. Now, he's more of a, a run and a, a run stuffer and a blitzer than a coverage guy. Uh-huh. But you have versatility at linebacker in this draft class. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian yeah, we Cooper got to him. talk yeah. about him. He, he yep. also met with them. So the Steelers have met with a lot of these linebackers already. Yeah. I think that's a very good sign. And, I, again, none of these guys are first-round picks. These are all second, third, fourth, like yeah. that range. I even struggle to say second with, with with a lot of them. But I think it's a good sign that they're looking looking here because if they can get a young athletic linebacker that can glue the, the, the talent in the secondary that they're going to put together and the, the, the pass rushing they have in, in the defensive front, that could be what brings this defense back together again. It's always interesting. It certainly is. D-line and linebackers at the podium today, like you mentioned, some of those guys just getting done talking. We know, though, like it, it, the way the Steelers want to operate, and this was certainly a Kevin Colbert thing, but mm-hmm. it, it feels still similar now, is you know they don't want to go into draft day and be pigeonholed. They don't want to have to do the Artie Burns thing. Right. We, we have to, we have to yeah. do the Devin Bush. The Bush yeah. there's, right. two, there's two really good linebackers in this class, and we got you know, to get one of them and, and trade up to do so. Um, in your mind, What's kind of the the priority, maybe even two things that you would say, okay, 
I, I need to knock this off before I get to the draft. Like, is it safety? Is it center? Is it, you know, like, how does that look to you? Right I think now? they need another corner. Like, like, you know, like, listen, even if you keep, even if Patrick Peterson's sticking around, you know, you're not like, making, forcing him to live as the outside corner. Yeah, right, so right. find that guy. And like, I, I agree with you. Like yeah. the splash is, is tough to sell me on as far as getting the big, the big corner. Like it sounds great, yeah. but how much, how much money are you going to spend out of your salary cap right. on another big position on defense? And again, and I, again, I think that, this is a deep corner class. Even if you don't get one in the first or second round, you there are guys, get you, guys you can get yes. in the third or fourth, yes. and then you could go they into They will next draft season. a corner. Yes, they're, they're, they're going will to. will draft a corner. Right. Yeah. It just depends on where. But here's here's where I can see things really working for the Steelers. You have Joey Porter, your obvious CB1. You could you could have, if Patrick Peterson sticks around as maybe a floater guy in the secondary, that's cool. But say you get a, just a solid starting veteran who can kind of hold the position, then you draft a rookie. Then you also can bring back Darius Rush and Corey Trice, and then you have a trio of young who are trying to prove themselves sure, sure. with the veteran there. That might be the ticket, I think, to having the cornerback room that works. But now it's my probably question, like an $8 million corner, yes, not a yes, $12 million not a tw- right, corner. Right. Right. Better than Levi Wallace. Well, right, I was right. going to ask, though, because you did bring up Patrick Peterson. If you're picking between which one of those guys you're bringing back, Patrick Peterson versus Levi Wallace, who are you bringing back and why? Uh, that's a good question. Because mm-hmm. my biggest thing with Patrick Peterson is that the the nine point seven million dollar. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I'm a, like they both got I think unsavory that has to be things. A yeah, they yeah. both got unsavory things about him right yeah. now, man. If you if they can re, if they can sign, get, extend him, you know, maybe slap some void years on, you yeah. spread that money out a little bit. That would make sense because you know what? As a versatile man in the secondary. That's very useful. Like he can communicate, he can float yeah. between spots, and as long as you don't force him to stick at, at outside corner, I think there's things that now you, I still want to see him tackle better. You know, at the yeah. safety position when he, when he in certain spots. But I think if he worked at that, and I asked him in the Steelers locker room, I think after like their first, I think it was the Bengals win, and he, and I was like, so uh, safety, that a future in the like, yeah. is that a new career path? And he was like. It kind of is. And it is. <laughs> and so, and so he was like really, but he was really excited about yeah. that. So if he spent time, a guy that studies as much as he does at, at getting better at safety, he could be a floater in the secondary that helps you yeah. in different levels along with the other additions we're talking about. I also think he has great value for Porter, Trice, yes. Rush, yes. and rookie to be named later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Teaching. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. with Trice coming back from ACL, any concerns? I mean, obviously, we just, because that's the whole part, too. It's like, yeah. I mean, we we, we, keep, we don't know. You know with the Trice and the Rush. I'm like, well, at least Rush is healthy. You mm-hmm. know, Rush was like, yo, we yeah. saw you out there. They right. really, it makes they me really a little crazy. I'm like, we haven't seen year, Trice though. since, like, week two of camp. Yeah. You know? yeah. It makes I me like a little Trice. crazy, though, that the fan base is like, wow, they stole Trice in the seventh yeah. round. They, they pulled the blinders over the NFL. Then he gets hurt, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, he'll be a starter. He'll be a like, starter. Like, like, wait, where'd that come from? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Am I missing a little something yeah. here? Hey, I'm excited about him, but right. I'm not just penciling him in as the outside Correct. starter. Correct. I mean, crazy. Like, that's, that's the thing. I, there's often times like on Locked On Steelers or the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm talking about corner. Like, why are you talking about corner? We got Corey Trice. And I'm right. just like, what? what, what, what listen. A seventh and, round pick who missed his entire rookie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, but, and we I, never and, saw a preseason game. Rush didn't make the Colts. I mean, like, I'm excited about both of them, but they're a cherry on top. Right. And that's. That's where I think if they sign, like you said, the $8 million veteran mm-hmm. who's a solid corner and can start across from Joey Porter Jr. and just not be a liability, then you're in a position where that's the guy holding the spot. And then you get, again, the rookie, Trice, and Rush, three young dudes. And you know what? Like, this, the, 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 those are two longer-armed guys. You know, maybe you get a third one or maybe you switch it up and get a guy that's a little bit quicker. I think that could be your path there is that, you know, Joey Porter Jr. and uh, and your veteran that you signed in free agency, they hold it down. And if 
one of those three guys work out, you hit the lottery. Great job. But that way you're not banking on any of them. If the Steelers have to bank on Rush or Trice just working out this year, I think that is a gamble that puts you behind an eight ball. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. The position we haven't mentioned in the secondary, just real quick, though, is slot. Yeah. And – with all respect Very to true. Mike Hilton, Very true. that's a dying, dying breed. The little slot guys. Because yeah. they don't uh, like, there's not they, many they, Welkers they Don't call anymore. them little. They're not little. <laughs> they're they're, 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 they're compact, challenged. Compact. Diminutive. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're fun size. Yes. There we go. Nice. I mean, because those guys don't yeah. line up against Welker and Edelman anymore. They line oh. up against Kelsey and they, they line they play, up against. Mike Evans yeah. in there at times. Like, right, hey, yeah. let me get that big body on this little corner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Chris, you mentioned it earlier. A safety in the third or fourth round that's also slot yeah. capable yes. to me is the direction to go. I think you so, know? too. I mean, you mentioned the George dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like Tyke. Yeah, 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 that type of guy. All right, before we let you go, as so. we stand here today, okay. February 28th. On your birthday. Our, year of our Lord, 2024. On your birthday. Did you know it's his birthday today? Uh, wait, it is yeah, thirty-three. It is, oh, you're yeah. oh happy yeah. birthday, Wes! Thank I didn't know you. that. Thank you. But my this bad. is like the seventh time. No, he, not my bad. He all saw right? the emphasis he put on. He said on the day today, the twenty-eighth day of your Lord. I'm like, oh, because it's his birthday. He Year of our Lord, twenty twenty-four. Because his birthday. That's why he talks like that. It's his wow. birthday. He's 33, well, bro. History began February You don't, you don't see that mustache? Look, look at the mustache okay. coming in, bro. Yeah, that's I also a birthday mustache, I also haven't shaved in like three or four Come days. On, look, look at this. Getting wild. He's getting wild. That's, pu- that's puberty right there, man. <laughs> Come on, Wes. He's becoming a man. How are you still in high school? He's becoming a man. <laughs> is it 91 or 2001? I'm going to Did Grammy call yesterday? Remember Grammy called him on the air last year? She did, yeah. Okay, Grammy called him. Left me a voicemail. I'll call her back when we get off air here in about 45 minutes. Um, as we sit here today, February 28, 2024, the Steelers have one quarterback on the roster. They obviously need more than one quarterback on the roster. The question. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's, does the quarterback come from free agency? Yes. Okay. Uh, Including up. Rudolph, you're talking. Yeah, 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 does yeah, he have a new yeah. haircut? Yeah. Does he, does he have a buzz cut now? What are you talking about? I'm talking about how Russell Wilson used to have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I was, I was like, who does he have? About? Does he have a new haircut? Uh, That's yeah. what I need to know. So yeah. you th- you think it's 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 one of the veteran free agents? Like, yes. It's not going to be Justin Fields. No. It's not going to be. I just if Justin Fields had two years left on his deal, that might make make more sense. But one year left on on his on his rookie deal with the the record that he had with, with Chicago. You're bringing him in. You have to give him a fifth-year extension, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you and, have and, to. And let me know yeah. if I'm yeah. crazy here, Matt, because like I feel like. If he comes in and you don't give him the fifth year extension, he blows up. Then he hits free agency, and then you look stupid. No, I mean, any whoever trades for him, they have to do it. It'll be five ish this year, and then twenty two next year, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, and, and twenty seven for two isn't bad. It's 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 not, and it but, gives you two years to evaluate. Right, and it's so just, the money's not crazy. It's, it's, it's and not, if it does what it's supposed to do, because right, you're only sure. making this if move you, if you think it can be that. You're, you're not the franchise doing it. Yeah, guy, sure. Right, if you don't think it's going to be that, then right. you're not making the move. But if you think it will be a definitive, like yo, this is that it has all those traits, we will be drafted in the first round right now. Then yeah, you go ahead and do that. You pick it up twenty seven for two years, and you look at that and say, man, this is cool. You can live with it. doing business, right. yeah. And frankly, it's not that big a risk, right? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the Russell Wilson trade. It's Very not true. the Deshaun yeah. Watson trade. Yeah, you know, it just cripples yeah. the organization. Sure. Yeah, you know. Sure. Chris Carter. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Locked on Steelers podcast, mm. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Regular mm. here on SNR. But yes, indeed. Thank you for the time, as always. Of course. And I'll, maybe I'll, be, I'll stop by again a couple times this, this week. He at the All-Star. He, he big time. I much, see you. Much I like Deion Sanders would say, we're not hard to find. <laughs>
No, you're not. You give a big <laughs> backdrop here. It, this is actually very true. It, it, it's, it's actually one obnoxious. of the bigger backdrops. Yeah, it's, it's like really obnoxious, bro. Ours is like massive, man. It's I pretty, think we're the only team looking. that's on. We're, all day, we're bigger all day. than the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Size matters. We're bigger than the Giants. Size matters. Yep, yep. They got it. SNR. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> big thanks to CC. We've got two more segments to go before we turn things over to the afternoon crew. It all continues. Another guest coming up, too. Yeah, Fran Duffy from the Eagles is going to yeah, join yeah, us yeah, uh, here in just, in just a few minutes as well, too. So our celebrity A-listers continue as, as we roll along here live on Radio Yes, that includes you, Chris. Yes. Yeah. We are at the top of that list on SNR. This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Back on Radio Row here as we continue our ongoing Combine coverage, the 2024 edition of course, you already know it's a it's a balancing act. We talk a lot of Steelers. We talk a lot of draft. We have a lot of different guests and things. One of our regulars who has joined us throughout the years, you guys will remember Fran Duffy, of course, uh, with the Eagles, has uh, the uh, Eye in the Sky, right? Yep, Eagle Eye in the Sky a- podcast. Eagle yes, Eye in the Sky. Yes. Um, and then you have a draft podcast as well, too, right? Yeah, we actually just uh, within the last few months merged both podcasts. Okay, so now gotcha. everything can be found over on the Eagle Island Sky podcast. Gotcha. And of course, can you tell me real quick what you do for the team on the wrong side of the state? Because yeah. it's sort of yeah, similar yeah, to yeah, us, yeah, but yeah. it's even more involved. You <laughs> sure. know, like he's got this great series preview in the combine that people need to check thank, out. Thank you. Yeah. So I do a lot of the uh, the X's and O's content uh, mm-hmm. for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I've been in this role now. This was my 13th season or well, third, yeah, 13th season with the team um, and do a lot of X's and O's and draft prep, anything football intensive. Uh, that's typically where I uh, where I jump right in. Yep, we absolutely. had your buddy Greg Cosell on about a half hour ago, there so you're only 31 years behind. Yeah, you have to follow up Greg. Come on, what are, yeah. what are, come on now. <laughs> no pressure at all. But right, you guys, right. man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always love having having Fran on, obviously. Brings the Philly connection full full right. circle, right? Um, so let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to ask this gentleman. This is Go, take it away. What now? I mean, this is our what fifth or sixth hour of live radio so far, <laughs> and I haven't asked anybody about this, so I'm going to do it. Fran, talk to me. About West Virginia center Zach Frazier. He's a West Virginia. Well, that's dude, okay. Obviously. I mean, look, yeah, we, right. we, all, we all can't be perfect. Right, right, right. right, right. I, think, I think when you look at it's Zach Frazier. It's his birthday, so we're playing. Just let him off the rails today, all right? He's usually not like this. Someone let the dog off the leash. Yeah, But the Steelers need a center. Yeah, look, Frazier is a lot of fun. And I think if there's a lot to like about the profile, right? He's more than athletic enough. He's tough as nails. And I don't know if you guys know the story, but it was late in the season. Breaks his leg. Final drive. Yeah, breaks his leg. Instead of staying down, wheels himself off the field, saves <laughs> his team a timeout. Also happened to like throw his teammate across the line. Of and, and the, sure they got a first in the face of adversity, it was like the earthquake going on everything too when it happened. I remember <laughs> this, man. Yep, yeah, yeah, the, the, this the locusts were coming over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, but he, he fought you know, off the White Walkers. <laughs> yeah. But you know what was what was amazing about that too was that it was what like two or three months later he's down at the Senior Bowl. No brace on, no yeah. nothing, and he didn't. He didn't go through practice, but he was out doing warm ups. Yeah. He was out there with helmets on, pads on. Uh, so you love that mentality. That's that's going to be catnip for uh, for coaches and no scouts doubt. for sure. You no think doubt. he's there mid second round? I think so. Yeah, I th- okay. especially with the injury, yeah, uh, I yeah. think it would be. And look, there are a couple other interior offensive linemen in this class that uh, are going to get drafted. I think a little bit higher. You know, you look at Jackson Powers Johnson. Right. And, you know, yeah. there's some other players in there. Uh, so that I think that'll allow him to be there mid second round. Okay. All right. All right. So I know this is a Steeler network, but I just have a quick Eagles question because okay. they're so set in their ways drafting. You know, they haven't drafted a running back in the first round 
in many of these people's lifetime. Yep. They draft linemen like crazy. But this past year, safety linebacker, which they ignore more than any team in the league, was a real problem. Do you think they go back to the drawing board with how they team build? And, and this applies to every team in the league. You know, I mean, deal with the Niners over the middle. Yeah. It, it beat them up pretty good, you know, those type of teams. Yeah, I think that this year, uh, obviously, it was kind of a perfect storm of things, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, when perfect you look at storm. in years past, exactly. Yeah. I, when you look at the previous season when the team went to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, you had a, an undrafted free agent in TJ Edwards, who I remember we talked about here mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, uh, at the Combine uh, at the year ago at this time. TJ was an undrafted free agent who came in and was awesome. Uh, and they signed a, a free agent that was for a low-level contract in Kaiser White, who was awesome. They had a, a safety that they picked up off the scrap heap of Marcus Epps, who was outstanding. And they got mm. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, who they oh, traded yeah. for right yes. on the eve of the season. Right, So yes. they went bargain hunting for all four of those players and all four hit. Okay. Right. And so uh, stayed you, healthy. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And so then you fast forward a year uh, and you had a similar kind of strategy. And, you know, that includes a third round pick in Kobe Dean. And that's the thing is that in the last four, four years, four drafts, they've spent two third round picks at linebacker. Right. So it's not like they've they don't completely ignore it. Ignored yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, you know, the Kobe has been injured for most of the, the this time. Uh, and then Davion Taylor, who they selected back in 2020, just did not work out uh, with the team. And so sometimes you're going to swing and miss at those positions. Um, you know, they had safeties, uh, veteran safeties for a long time in Philly, especially for a while, uh, Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. So you're like, all right, we don't need to draft those, that position high because we've got Count two guys on. that you right. feel pretty good right. about. So, you know, I think that, you know, in terms of how they address it, you know, they bring like, in I don't Vic think Sanjio. they're going to make a first-round pick. Yeah, that's right. the thing. I don't think they're going to completely right. swing back and say, all right, we're, we're, whoever the top linebacker is, that's the pick at 22. Uh, my guess that would be that would be surprising if they went that way. But, um, you know, look, they, they, they have had a lot of success uh, over the years for a reason, and they, they believe uh, in their methods. Okay. Well, Fran, I actually wanted to ask you this, too, um, being that, you know, you are covering, uh, you are covering the Eagles and stuff like that. Terrell Edmonds, yep. obviously a former Steeler. He was over there last year, but at some point y'all traded him. What was going on with that? Because he's still a guy that we're saying to ourselves, maybe we circle back on that this offseason to address some of our safety issues as well. But what did you see this last year from him? Yeah, I think that, you know, they they viewed it as an opportunity to upgrade because they had the ability to get Kevin Byard. And they got Kevin, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the big thing was, all right, well, we're going to get Kevin Byard. Uh, Tennessee wants someone that can come in and start in his place. And so yeah. it was just kind of an even swap that way. So it was, I believe, a, a third or fourth round, yeah, fourth round pick, yeah. uh, along with Edmonds going back for Byard. So I think that was kind of how that, you know, that But it wasn't a – he's declining. It was just more so better opportunity for Kevin Byard to come in here, just a consensus better player yep, yep. than Terrell Edmonds. Exactly. Okay. And you guys, I mean, you guys have been around Terrell, so you know the player. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That he yeah, is, yeah. kind of where he is at this stage of his career. Yeah. Uh, but looking at you know what you were potentially going to get there with Kevin Byard, uh, I think that's what excited them there. Okay. So I think corner is very, very much a play at twenty for the Steelers, yep. opposite Joey Porter Jr. Who's your favorite in that neighborhood? Um, DeGene's probably yep. mine. I think there'll yep. be two or three off the board, but I see five that would suit the need. Two, ne- two the, the two names that stand out most. Are Cooper DeGene for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm right, I'm right a lot, right there in lockstep yeah. with you. I think he checks all the boxes you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, fit in real big, well. Big athlete, big, yeah. athlete, big man. athletic, instinctive. Yeah. He's tough. He's versatile. Like you just, you, start, you just go too. right yeah. down the right down the Absolutely. list, and you feel great about it. It's a shame he can't test this week due to that injury that he suffered. I think it's a good thing for the Steelers, or, yeah. or they might not even be in the mix. Yeah, look, I mean, look. <laughs> I, uh, I would love it if he were there at 22. Right. Too. Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you guys pass, uh, you know, that would, that would excite me as well. Uh, the other one, and look, I don't I know. Guess if the same situation as Eagles. You know, yeah, you're, you're sure. Right in the same neighborhood. Yeah, you, you like, uh, the, you like the corner right. there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other name that pops into my mind would be Quinion Mitchell. Uh, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know that he's going to be there you mm-hmm. know, at this point. Studying Quinion last year uh, in the over the summer from last year's film, you saw a guy that had length, 
that had speed and that had ball skills and production uh, and a really tough competitive player as well. Um, instinctive, was able to read route breaks, jump throws, uh, and make plays on the football. He did the same thing this year and then goes to the Senior Bowl, and he's one of the best players in Mobile over the course of the week. And so uh, Quinion, I think he's going to run in the four threes uh, here this mm. week. So now, you're again, you're just you're just checking boxes. Film's really good. Yeah. The character's good. The Senior Bowl was good. Combine's good. What, what are we complaining about? The Senior Bowl said he could play some man, yeah. which he didn't do at Toledo at he all. Played, right, he right, played right, very right. little press uh, yeah. down at, out, out of Toledo. You and I, Matt, I know we've talked about this. The Steelers in the past, and this was under Kevin Colbert, obviously, but uh, you know the same the same kind of family here. They haven't typically gone into the lower levels of competition, into the group of five schools. Yeah. But when they do, it's within that footprint. Yep. Uh, they, uh, Toledo checks that yeah. box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, in their, he's in their backyard. Uh, yeah. They, they got, have some connections. Yeah, yeah. they've got yeah. some connections yeah. there. No, so I can see that. No. Obviously, uh, Queen and Mitchell, yep, phenomenal, right? Yep. But at the same time, you got a Nate Wiggins in this draft as well, mm-hmm. flirting in that same capacity. What are your thoughts on him as he compares to a Queen and Mitchell? I think w- Wiggins is going to be another guy that's going to test really, really well. His feet are outstanding. Yeah. He, he can fly. Really he smooth, go, and, he, and he's going to run well. So yeah. um, I think the big thing will just be like the, uh, the the run defense, the level of urgency. Is that consistency? That is very. There? I mean, and it shows up on tape. Yeah, and you, you see thing. a little bit of is it hesitancy or is it I'm going to make sure I'm kind of blocked just enough. Yeah. Yep. before I need to come off of this and engage it. Yeah, yeah. So, and so is he well, – because he's going to be asked about that this week, right? Yeah. If, if, you, if you're sitting down with uh, with Andy Weidel, if you're sitting down with Mike Tomlin, if you're yeah. sitting down uh, with Terrell Austin, like you're, they're going to ask you about that. Yeah. How do you how do you explain that away, right? And mm-hmm. so I think how that, that that's a big part of these meetings is, yeah. you know, look, we're gonna, we're going to put you under the microscope. We're going to put your feet to the fire. How do you mm-hmm. respond to that? That will tell a lot about a prospect. Do you have a favorite second round corner for the Steelers Eagles? You know, that neighborhood of the second round. Is it you think Tampa's still there or I mean there's some I don't know if Lasseter will still be there. Yeah, yeah. I, the Lasseter was the the first name that popped in my head uh, just because I don't think he's going to be a guy that tests well and mm-hmm. that's that's okay uh because I th- I think he's a great football player. Uh you know, to me like shades of why I love Tredavious White when he was coming out of LSU is what you're getting with Kamari Lasseter. He's not the biggest, strongest, fastest guy, but he's really instinctive. He's really tough. Uh, he reads things really, really well, both from man and zone. He can press. He can play off. Like all the things you want to just kind of check the box, Kamari Lasseter can do that. Uh, and when you're talking about playing in that secondary, playing at a young age, I love the the profile there with Kamari Lasseter. Okay. Uh, my doubts that he's gonna be floating around in the fifties, uh, and, that, and yeah, that's the thing right. is that you know with with, with Lasser because he's not gonna run well. I don't think we're gonna be talking about him in the twenties and thirties. Yeah, uh, my guess that. is that he'll yeah. probably bump yeah. down a little bit. Fran Duffy, Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast with us here on SNR. Um, Steelers offensive tackle yep. certainly uh, mm-hmm. a possibility. Went with Broderick Jones out of Georgia last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Could go maybe for Mims, another Georgia yeah. guy this year at twenty. Latham there as well too. Do any of those tackles? Yeah, any of those tackles that will you know that that kind of second wave of first round tackles? Do you see any of them as as maybe an ideal fit for the Steelers for Arthur Smith for what they're trying to do? Yeah, I mean I think you look at a bunch of those guys and they all make sense for a number of reasons. Whether you look mm-hmm. at the Steelers and their history, or whether you look at Arthur Smith and some of the things that he is like. Yeah. Uh, I think that you know J.C. Latham certainly checks a lot of boxes there. They've got some ties to the Alabama program that I think uh, you know that that pipeline is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingsley Suomataia from BYU I think mm-hmm. checks a lot of those boxes as well um but you know, one or two for him though he's gonna do crazy he things he's here he's gonna he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna test very well. i cannot wait for sunday man. yeah i cannot yeah. Wait i mean you can have dan moore hold down the four yeah. until until he's ready oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is a lot of fun what um, about uh fontenu yeah so like he's he'd be another guy where uh 
depending on how you view him, you know, is he a tackle? Is he a guard? Do you feel like, okay, if, even if he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, stick a tackle right, right away, you still got that versatility hey, with you know him what? as well. We yeah. can put him there at guard. Um, you know, I think that when you look at Arthur Smith, you know, he's, uh, he has selected more of like the bra- the brawler types, mm-hmm. uh, and so that you know, and not that fa- uh, Falatano is not that guy, yeah. but I think when you look at like Fuaga, he okay. fit, he yeah, fits more. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think, yeah. uh, Kingsley Suomatai, I think yeah. fits that right. So um, you know, those guys, I think from a play style standpoint, check the box. Uh, I don't think but- it's going to be a finesse guy. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. And again, I, I think that Fawatanu is, is really fun. He gets after people. Yeah. He just does it in a different package. And so it would just be like, all right, are you, are you willing to, uh, you know, kind of meet him in the middle there? I love everything about him except for he might not be a tackle. Right. You know, and I like yep. the Steelers guards, and I think they're going to get a center somewhere in this, in this offseason, a tackle. I just don't think uh, – I think it needs to be a 6'6 guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that when you look at the, the body types, especially in this class, like there's just – it's an embarrassment yeah, of riches at offensive tackle. Uh, if if he were the only one, I would say, like, oh, sure. You can, you can kind of squint and see it. You'll be all right. Most with, years. With but, all these other guys. Yeah, right. it's a, I think the teams will have their, their, their choice there. I agree. Wanted to uh, ask you about the quarterbacks yep. as well, too. We – like, it's funny, we spend so little time here on Radio Row every year mm-hmm. talking about the court. I mean, you had Roethlisberger for so long, and then we had one year of it, and you take Kenny Pitt. And, that's it. Yep. So we don't talk about that a ton, but obviously from a national perspective, that's always at the top of the conversation here. And it's a year with, you know, a, a lot of intriguing guys. You got you know, five guys end up going in the first round. Sure. Um, Caleb Williams, your clear QB one. What's kind of your pecking order between him, May, you know, Daniels, the the, the top guys? Yeah, I think that, you know, Caleb, probably the clear one for me. Uh, I think that Drake May and J.J. McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, I think you put them all in the same okay. bucket. J.J. McCarthy, right. even yeah, with those other two. I, yeah. I, I like J.J. McCarthy. You like him yeah. over both? Uh, I, I, I think he's closer to three than five. Yeah, I think okay. so. And I, and, I, and, okay. I li- and I like Bo a lot. Uh, right, so that's the that's thing. The one I'm, I'm always back and forth with them. Yeah, yeah. People, people are quick to kind of uh, dump on Bo. They you don't know, like people, the Auburn. You know how it hey, is. Look, and that's the thing. If you Come told me this on, two man. years, if you told me two years ago that I was sitting here radio talking about, about defending, yeah, defending yeah, defending all right, yeah, yeah. I was like, you are crazy. Right, that's that's, crazy. But here we are. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you look at Bo Nix, uh, consistent, easy, repetitive accuracy yeah. uh, in all situations, under pressure, clean, on the move, from the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are quick to kind of knock him on the system. Uh, and all, it's a ton of bubble screens and a ton of this. He look, still made some of the stuff down, still, uh, downfield, though. No question. He made and, the routine stuff, though. And yeah. when you look at other quarterbacks that have come out, I'm pulling the number real quick. Uh, the other quarterbacks that have thrown like more screens in their final season, there are a lot of guys that were, you know, Trevor Lawrence threw more screens yeah. in his final season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were uh, I don't get talked right about. Here. That's yeah. the thing is that, like, uh, about. people are very yeah. quick to kind of point to that. Also, he played two different systems at at Oregon the last couple of years, uh, and you know was able to success, uh, succeed. Justin Herbert threw more screens his final year. Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. threw more screens his final year. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, Mac Jones uh, threw just about the same amount, right? So we've seen guys go high that were asked yeah. to do similar t- kinds of things and didn't quite penalize those guys uh, to the same extent. So I think you look at Bo Nix, I love the toughness. I love the uh, the competitiveness. I love the the, uh, the consistent accuracy, the yeah. poise, and he still has that playmaking dimension. Absolutely. He, he's he's going to make some FU throws uh, in there as well. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like everything I've seen from Bo Nix over the course of uh, yeah. the last two seasons. So Sorry. with that being the case, I'm going to cut five. No, yeah. you're projecting five you in the first round? I think, I think that's what it ends up being. Okay. I think, I think you're going to see five. Well, because yeah. I was going to ask then. With you saying all that about Bo Nix, what is it about JJ that you mm. feel you like more? Because those are the things that why I like Bo over JJ. I think that they're very similar mm-hmm. from a uh, from a skill set standpoint, from a probably what you're talking about in terms of like level of quarterback right, standpoint. Right. 
I think he's just he's a little bit younger. I think he's okay. a little bit more athletic. Uh, mm. I think the arm is maybe just a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll get a sense of, a sense of that yeah. this week. Um, but I think when you look at those guys, that, that to me is what he gives him the edge. Is that just from a profile standpoint, yeah. there's a little bit more upside that you can try and project. Uh, but look. Bo Nix, I mean, he's started more games and thrown more passes than any quarterback drafted in the last decade. So, I mean, wow. he has, he has wow. played a ton yeah. of football, which, I mean, look, that was one of the big things that you know, people point to with Brock Purdy, right, yeah. is that uh, like, that guy played a ton of ball. Uh, Bo Nix, you're, you're not going to fool him. With and to an extent, him. I like the fact that we've seen him have to deal with a failure. Yeah, You've already yeah, seen right him fill in Auburn and have to go over here and redefine himself in Oregon. Yeah. Whereas at the NFL level, we're looking at Justin Fields, and that's the question right now. Okay, is this his failure? Can he redefine that? We've seen a lot of quarterbacks struggle and never get a chance to come back from it. At least with Bo, we've already seen he can still give you some type of production after a rough go. And that's the part where it's like, well, that might give me a little bit more, you know, make me lean towards him a little bit more in this scenario. And also not just like your typical transfer with Bo Nix, but like, remember, he goes to Auburn. Yeah. His dad was a legacy there. Uh-huh. His dad was a former starting quarterback. Yep. There were a lot of it's expectations. Yeah. He started from day one against mm-hmm. Oregon. And yeah. I remember that first game he played, there was so much hype around Bo Nix yep. and for it not to work out and for it to flame out the way it did. And then to him to come out the other side, I think speaks a lot to him. Yeah. So I don't think the Steelers are going to take a first round quarterback, but maybe day two, you know, yep. if you bring in Tannehill and Pickett and bring in a, a rookie too, is there a Rattler or a Pratt or somebody like yep. that that would be up your alley? Yeah, and, and honestly, I'll be interested to see where Penix ends up uh, if yeah. he does sneak in around one, or if he becomes more of a day two option. Um, you know, I think the medicals this week will will mm-hmm. paint a lot of that picture for us, uh, not on the outside but on the inside of the NFL. Uh, I think Rattler and Pratt, you're looking at in those areas. I think Rattler kind of similar to what we were just yep. talking about with Bo Nix. You know, he's, he had all this hype coming out of high school, all, all this hype uh, was the number one. He's going to be the number one pick, number mm-hmm. one pick, the next quarterback for Lincoln Riley. And then he loses his job to Caleb Williams, comes back, goes to South Carolina. Uh, I love the way he finished last year and some of their biggest games. He consistently showed up, was always under duress uh, yeah, in the SEC. Uh, and, you know, continue, continue to show number one, he's going to continue maturing, but also show like the talent that he's got. Yeah. I, and I, the maturity was a big question too. That was, so, yeah, that was a big question. for good, for good reasons. Yeah. So, so I think when you look, at uh, Spencer Rattler. There's a lot to like there. I do like Michael Pratt, too. I, I think there's okay. something there. Uh, he kind of reminds me, ironically enough, from a skill set standpoint of Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he's got that kind of... Oh, wow. uh, okay. he, he's got a similar kind of skill set there. He's really athletic. He's got a quick release. The, the arm strength's there. He's really tough. Uh, I, there's a lot to let. Four-year starter was really productive. What's unique about him he was a, he was homeschooled up through eighth grade. Didn't play organized oh, football wow. until he got to high school. Which you see that with guys? Not at quarterback. Not right. Right. Not see that at quarterback. Yeah. So for him to not play quarterback really organized until high school right. and then to become a four year starter and do the you know have the level yeah. of success. I mean, they beat USC, they beat Caleb Williams last year, wow. right? Yep. To, going back to twenty twenty two. So yeah. I think when you look at Michael Pratt, there's a lot to like, but you're betting on what he can continue to become, right. not necessarily what he is just now. Now what about the flyer that is Jordan Travis? Mm. I I, th- I like Jordan Travis. I'm glad that he went back for this past year yeah. and then continue continue to excel. Uh, I think people are quick to kind of uh, put him in bed because of the leg injury. And it's like, all right, guy, like he's still he's still hey, walking. Like he, 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 and, and that's why I'm over here. Like, okay, if that's the one that falls right. behind yeah, and you right. get that fourth round, something like that, that has You're not to do it like right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I thought he took a big jump this year, uh, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna be in that mix when you get the day yeah. break. Because I feel like that's the same that we saw last year with uh, was it uh, Hendon uh, Hooker? Hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Total red shirt. Same right. exact season, man. Yep. Absolute uh, same situation. And Hooker's was more even more severe of, of yeah, an injury. Right, I think sure. that, you know when you look at him, it's like all right, it, it's going to be a full red shirt. Right. Uh, I think with Travis, you're you're probably expecting him back. We'll, we'll see at some point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Great stuff as always. Fran Duffy, eagle eye in the sky. Thanks so much for the time. We we do appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Always uh, good to visit the other side of the, the other side of the state. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe we'll be heading out unless I guess unless the Steelers end up heading to Brazil. We'll be heading out to Philly here. In, what in, do you know on your side about Brazil, man? Yeah, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah we'll get yeah. all the details when we Come go to when we got a break. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap up the show on the other side before we turn things over to the afternoon crew. It's our ongoing con- uh, combine coverage. Pardon me here on Steelers Nation Radio. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Final segment here, just a few minutes before we turn things over to the afternoon crew. You'll have Dale Lawley, Max Starks, and Jerry Dulac. Uh-oh. Uh, Matt Williamson will Cold be back in baby. there on the backside as well, too. Noon to four uh, to be the afternoon portion of our combine coverage here, day two. It's our third day here in Indy, but day and two of our coverage. Also, man, you can see video of yes. this coverage on the Steelers YouTube, man. So you can see that A team that is about to take over from us. We're the opening act, but they will give you everything that you need That's, today. That is remember that. Uh, that is exactly Just right. Exactly that. right. I also wanted to remind everybody that Yin's Chat's new combine challenge is now live. Yin's what, Chat. What, what they call Yin's Chat? What, 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 what Yin's over there? Yin's, Yin's chatting on the All Steelers' right. official right. mobile app. It's the Steelers' trivia and predictive game where you can compete for Steeler Nation for prizes. This week, answer daily trivia on the NFL Combine. Today's question, gentlemen. Which current Steeler registered a better broad jump at the scouting combine? Was it TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith? Highsmith. Watt. I get this wrong every time. They Dale and I have a running joke. I get it wrong every time. It, 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 Highsmith. It, it, it was it, it was it yeah. was it was Highsmith. Um answer now answer now. Was that right? I don't have I the don't answer, but if you go on the right? Steelers app and answer ha, ha, ha. now ha, ha. with the right? chat and the Steelers mobile app. You'll uh, be pretty successful if you take what I don't. In the in chat world, <laughs> is that like fading you on sports bets? Like it if, is. if Matt's taking the Browns plus three and hey, a half, take, take the right, option. Hey, don't go with them. Yeah, Mush. Uh, you compete in chat again on the Steelers mobile app. You have a chance to win a signed jersey of 2023 first round pick Broderick Jones. Different questions all throughout the week. That again is the one for today, gentlemen. We are. Uh, just coming down the minutes. home stretch coming, here, coming huh? down the yeah. home oh, stretch yeah, here. Oh yeah, man! It's been, coming, it's been coming, a fun couple coming, hours. It has been a fun couple hours. We've had guests some good, have been great. Had some Absolutely, good guests here. Man. Yeah, we gotta gotta love that. Certainly. You said we had Greg and Howard Cosell today. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we <Yeah>. did. <laughs> we did. Another piece of news coming across the ticker here: the Chiefs have released MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling. Mm, okay. Freeing okay. up, freeing up a little over twelve million in cap space. Does he play slots? Tis <laughs> <laughs> the season for uh, releases. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah, week's absolutely. gonna be busy with that. Yes, it is. That was, uh, a, that was an easy one. We've we've already seen Mason Cole in that regard for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about Patrick Peterson potentially. Any other any other obvious candidates in your mind? Obvious? No, I don't know that Peterson's even obvious. R- right? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't right, have. Right. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I shouldn't well, have. I was going to say yeah. that, but potential candidates yeah. would be KZ, Neil, yep. Yep. Peterson, Allen Robinson. At least needs restructured. He's a big big hit. Anything in the trenches? Ogan Joby's been thrown out there, but I would be shocked. Okay, I mean, I, I, I don't know what we don't even have enough time, but we we touched on the D line off season plan, and yeah. I don't have a good feel for it. Yeah. I don't know if you kind of run it back with. Mm. I thought Watson Adams played really well. They yeah. did. I'd like times. to bring at yeah. least one of them right. back. Yeah. But the question is, do you view them as enough? I know. Do you trust them enough? Because prior to their stints here, they haven't been consistent enough. I know. 
you feel good about Keanu Benton. You probably feel great about Keanu Benton. Excuse me on that one. That's the best part of yeah, it all. You feel I mean, great and, about him. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't mean that as a disrespect to Cam, but right. his age is worrisome. And, yeah. you know. And uh, what do you have in Liao? Like, part of me says, run it back basically with the same group of dudes, and then maybe we're sitting here a week from a year from now going, their first-round pick is going to be a 300-pounder. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. but if that's a year too late on that, it could hurt you bad. No doubt. You know what it's I mean? That's a that, That's my dilemma at this point. It's a fair dilemma. Yeah. It's a, it's I mean, a, they only keep six or seven. Right. And you're starting to get to that point with some guys, right, where it's like it's like pee or get off the pot time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Louder mill. Right. Right. Those two. As, and as, I mean. As you used to always say, he, the guys who have been on scholarship for a few years. Right. Now, right. 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 And it, to an extent, I mean, you didn't invest as much at Louder Milk, but Liao. Yeah. That's, it's that's time a, to that's do something. Top three. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to see something. And it's too athletic. It's too talented to not give you more consistent production. Mm-hmm. So. The same way you have guys that take that second year leap, some mm-hmm. guys have a little bit of a sophomore slump. Can you recover from it? That's gonna be the real question. That's what we're gonna find out with Demar uh, with Demarvin Leal specifically, yeah. though. And you wouldn't think Watts and Adams would be hard guys to jump over if right. you're a Leal or even a Louder Milk. Yeah, but they. I, I just want everyone to know they played a lot better than I think the general public realized. Well, they, they were very they, happy they don't with those make, two. They don't make the feel good plays. They make mm-hmm. the I'm gonna do the dirty work stuff. They are very fundamentally sound, and that's how they survive. Yeah, uh, when yeah. you talk Montrevis Adams and uh, Armand Watts specifically, those two, they do all the little things. Their step is right. Their hand placement is right. Their eyes are right. So they're not as athletic. So yeah. them the coaches doing, love it. Right. Them doing it right will have it where another guy makes the play, whereas a DeMarvin Leal can do it right and make the tackle for loss. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Cam Hayward does right, makes tackle for loss. Montrevis going to do it right. All right, Atlanta, you're going to shoot the gap. You see Atlanta make the tackle. You're like, well, I love this. Atlanta is not able to make that play if Montrevis, if Armand Watts aren't doing what they're supposed to do up front. But that is the difference of why they aren't viewed or appreciated, I think, still or nationwide yeah. to the extent that they probably should be based on what they were giving us. So, therefore, Liao or Loudermilk was your last yeah. active guy on yeah. game day because they trusted those two. Absolutely. Which, that's the way the world works. You know I mean? But it's a, be a, better than them then. Right, you know? but it makes your business model a little weird right now because those are the guys you – invested the least amount in yeah yeah and both of those guys are outplaying the two dudes you drafted that you have more it, investment you, in, yeah. you traded up yeah. in the draft to get one and the other guy you drafted earlier as well so you know you're gonna have to see something give with that in the worst case scenario is you don't want benton benton to get injured and all of a sudden the flood oh, yes. you know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that gets like, real that gets real yeah because somebody's yeah. gonna get hurt i mean yeah. yeah i don't know what to do about Ogan Joby. he's expensive a little inconsistent i think less yeah. of Ogan Joby's more but like, that's the part to be a though. 60 yeah. or 70 snap guy. But, but you're paying him to be a 60 to be 60 70, 70 snap, snap guy. guy. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's bad. I no, just, you're, you're right, though. Just it, in terms of dollars spent right. for what you get. Certain players, know. it's like, man, less is more. I don't mm-hmm. need you to play 80 snaps when you can't give me, you know, that type of production. But if you're going to give me great 40, that's what I need. But that's I can't valuable, pay right. you the 80 and expect 40. <laughs> and now we right. got this. This little and bit of a, a gap, yeah, yeah, a absolutely. What are we going to do? How do we address yeah. that part of it? So mm-hmm. that's very legitimate. That's a tough one for me. Yeah, well, that's a good question, I think, to uh, to let this one simmer on for the days, fellas, because that's going to do it for us. Up next, you got Starks, you got Dulac. Oh, the A teams here. Got, you got <laughs> the A teams here for the afternoon. Big thanks to all of our guests today. I mean, we had some some great ones. Uh, Greg Cosell today, Chris Carter today, Fran Duffy today. Yeah. Is there someone from the morning that I'm missing? 
Unless it was before I got here, I, I don't uh, know. I think, I think those were the those were the three, I believe. I, I would just say shout out to the birthday guy and uh, yeah, happy yeah, birthday, yeah. Shout out to the birthday you, guy, thank man. you, gentlemen. And uh, to, I had a bunch of people tweeted that to me throughout the show as well. Too. So thanks go. to everybody Let's who's go. listening. That's cool. A big thanks to our guy Justin uh, back at the ranch for producing it for us. As always, we'll yes, be back indeed. same time, same place tomorrow. Four more hours of coverage here to carry you out for the rest of the day on your twenty four seven home of the black and gold. It's Steelers Nation Radio.